As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Supernaturally Paid podcast where all faith-based entrepreneurs come to get everything that they need about how to thrive in business, how to not worry about money, and how to trust God more than they trust their bank account. I am your host, Raven Hoquette. Let's get into the episode. Hey, you guys, it's Raven here. Welcome back to another episode of the Supernaturally Paid Podcast. So we're talking about survivor's remorse. Do y'all remember that show, first of all? Like, let me tell y'all how I was so late to the party with that show. Like, everybody was talking about it. And I'm like, oh, let me go binge it. Find out that it ain't even on TV anymore. But that's neither here nor there. So let's talk about survivor's remorse. How are you letting survivor's remorse stop you from really stepping fully into what God has for you financially? I'm going to tell y'all that I am a recovered survivor. I am a delivered survivor. I am a saved survivor. I was definitely that person that growing up, you know, I had this kind of like survivor mentality, you know, and when you grow up in a certain environment, it's easy to kind of adapt to that mentality because you look around and what are all the people around you doing? Surviving. They might be struggling, but baby, they surviving. And so for me, I thought like, this is just how we live. This is a way of life. This is what goes on. This is the financial outlook. This is how things are supposed to be. You know, that's basically what I, I thought, right? So... I remember finally getting into a place with my business. I would say about the beginning of 2013 and my business started thriving. So now the surviving mentality was replaced with the thriving mentality, right? So for years, it was very easy for God to just give me an idea or for God to tell me to do something financially and me just run with it. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm obedient. Instantly, it's quick. I'm good. But baby, let me tell you how motherhood. Ooh, let's, we need to talk about it. Let me tell y'all how motherhood will really have you out here struggling with the whole survivor's remorse mentality. Because I became a mother at a time that was a, I, let me say, I don't want to say a difficult time financially for me and my family because this was a God-ordained season that we needed to go through. So it was a time, it was a season for us financially where things were not where we were used to them being. I'll just say that. 
So being in a place that things were not where we were used to them being, it took me back to childhood. And it took me back to things that I experienced financially as a child that I did not realize was trauma. See, this is the thing. We talk about physical trauma. We talk about mental trauma. We talk about emotional trauma. Nobody hardly talks about financial trauma. And it's a real thing. It is financially traumatic when you get home at six years old and all your items are outside because y'all have been evicted. Literally, you're seeing your mattress outside. The pillow that you sleep your head on is outside in somebody's gutter. All your toys are outside. People coming up, walking away with stuff because they thinking that they getting an eviction sale type thing. Like this is financially traumatic. It's financially traumatic when you can't get nothing in your name except a Chick-fil-A mail. <laughs> it, it was financially traumatic for me one time when I needed a phone at Apple and couldn't afford to pay for the phone in full. This was like when I first had started my business and I had to get financing and couldn't even get financing. Again, financial trauma. So when I had my son and we were kind of going through a little bit of uh, a tough time financially, it took me back to that place of trauma. It took me back to that place of feeling like I need to survive. It took me back to that place of, I have to fix this. And that's the thing. When you step up with this, I have to fix this, you're trying to get in front of God. You're trying to almost like feel like you are the one that has to have it figured out, but you don't have to have it all figured out. So when you adapt that survivor's remorse type of mentality, you add stress onto yourself that really does not even need to be there. You invite financial trauma back into your life. And I remember for me, when our son was born, the biggest thing and I can't speak for my husband, but I can definitely speak for myself and tell y'all that the biggest thing for me was struggling with like, I can't have him grow up and see things that we saw growing up. I can't have him grow up and get it out the mud like we did. I can't have him grow up and he's that kid that only has, you know, one play, one pair of shoes going to school or he's that kid that, you know, has to shop at this particular place or whatever. Like, I can't have him being in that type of environment that I grew up in. I can't have my child come home from school to seeing all his stuff outside because we've been evicted. And so at that point in my life, surviving became precedent over being obedient. I want y'all to catch that because when you have survivor's remorse, it's very easy to be out of order and allow that survivor spirit to take precedent over obedience and listening to what God says to do. So when God told me to shut down my coaching business, I listened, but it was very hard to listen because I'm like, God, I can send out an email right now and say, I'm opening up my calendar for one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions at $1,500. And immediately I'm gonna get at least four people to sign up. That's $6,000 effortlessly without really, you know, doing much of, of anything, right? But I had to listen. I had to be obedient to what God was telling me to do. But when he would call me to start businesses that made me uncomfortable, that I had to invest a lot of money in, that survivor mentality would try to keep eat me alive. Because it would be like, 
Uh, do I really want to sign my name to a lease for a commercial lease that's going to be three years? And, you know, I don't know. Our son might need this. He might need that. Like, but again, you're interfering with what God has for you because you're trying to operate in this survivor's mentality. So I'm here to tell you, I'm just the messenger, so don't get upset with me, but I'm here to tell you that if you're operating with that survivor mentality, you're missing out on some of the things that God has for you. You're missing out on some abundance that God has for you. You're missing out on some financial favor that God has for you because you are so scared to make the move that God tells you to make. Something that I talk about all the time is how many people like to just look at money in their account. Just look at it. Log in. You like to see that your savings account is five figures. You log in. You like to see that your checking account balance is more than what you need. You just like to look at money. I remember I used to be so bad with like wanting to look at money that if I had to make like transfers and things like that, I would only transfer certain numbers. Like it can't be less than this amount. It can't be, you know, a number that ends in this. Like I was so caught up and blinded by this survivor's mentality that even if God had told me to do something, in my mind, it's like, oh, I can't do this because this lowers my my savings. This lowers what I want to do. This goes against my budget. That's why when people ask me, do you have a budget? God's budget for me is my budget. <laughs> that That's what it is. Because it's easy to say, oh, well, I can't, I can't hire this person. I can't go and invest in this software for my company. I can't go and buy this building. I can't go and get this car for my company. I can't go and do all these different things because that goes against this. But what if God is telling you to make that very decision to elevate you? What if God is telling you to make that very decision to take you to a place that you've never been? I had to learn that the money that God has provided to me, it's meant to go somewhere. It's meant to do something. Yes, those something sometimes might be in my investment account. That's something sometimes might be our retirement account. That's something sometimes might be something that's practical in the financial sense of things. But every now and then that's something is going to be a thing that don't make sense to me. I love to use the example of having $10 million sitting in your bank account and God telling you to go and buy a building for 9.5 million. Some of y'all wouldn't even do it because you would hate to send a wire for 9.5 million out of your bank account that in your mind, you, you spent so many years building it up. But what if I told you that that building that God is telling you to spend 9.5 million on, what if I told you that next month, that very building could be worth 12.5 million? What if I told you that it could be worth in that next year, 15 million? What if I told you that in the next five years, the value of that building will, could be worth 20 million? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. See, this is the thing. We serve a God that sees the beginning and the end of every single thing. When God told me to leave my nine to five, and it's kind of funny when I like look back on it, because I'd be like, girl, you was really like tripping. That wasn't even a whole lot of money. But when God told me to leave my nine to five, do y'all know what I was worried about? How am I going to pay my car note? Let me tell you how my car note at the time, I think was like $300. What? Excuse me, ma'am. How are you going to pay your car note? You don't think that God can give you 300, like, let's, let's really discuss this. Like, you don't think that God can give you $300. I mean, if you think about the fact that it's 30 days in a month, that's $10 a day. And you don't think that this is something that God can provide you with. So I remember like struggling with this decision. I was just like, God, I got this car note. You know, I have car insurance. I got to pay for this. I got to pay for that. Like, you know, I don't know like how I'm basically going to do this. And then finally he put my back up against the wall and I was forced, you know, to walk away from my nine to five. I was basically, I mean, I wasn't fired, but I was forced out the door. You know, they were doing layoffs and decided to terminate my position. Right. So I was forced to walk away from my nine to five. And in being forced to walk away from my nine to five, I had to trust God financially. There was nobody else that was coming to save me. There was nobody else that was coming to be like, girl, like if you need this, you know, I got you. The only person that had me was God. So I felt like I owe it to God to be obedient. I owe it to God to see this thing through. I owe it to God to hear him out with this. And let me tell y'all about the grace of God 11 self-employed years later, I could say God did this. I can say God came through for me. I can say God kept his word. I can say that God kept his promise. But imagine me staying at a job that was paying me $32,000 a year because I want to survive. Some of y'all are staying at a business that's paying you $10,000 a month that God told you to walk away from because you want to survive. But you don't know that that very business that's bringing in $10,000 a month that you think is so much money, God is trying to take you out of that so that he can put you into a business that's going to give you $10,000 a day. So he can put you into a business that's going to give you $10,000 an hour. I will never forget y'all. This was back in 2017 when literally the spirit of poverty was lifted off of me with a financial seed that I sowed. And I can remember the lady that I met at that particular conference She was somebody that was in coaching and consulting. And at this time, I was knee deep into my coaching business, right? And you couldn't tell me that I wasn't charging my worth because I just knew like, oh, I'm living good. You know, I'm charging what I should be charging. Everything is going great. Like this is, this is cool. Y'all, why did this lady get up there and tell us that to sit with her, let's be clear, to sit with her for one hour, her rate was $9,000. Baby, she didn't blew all of us out of the park because that baby said to sit with me. She said, if you want to look me in my eyes, then you want to be getting $9,000 an hour. And I'm making sure that my assistant is sitting outside to bill you for the extra hour if the meeting 
does go over, right? So I'm like, oh, <laughs> like it's people out here that's really getting money like this. It's people out here that's charging this and people are paying it and they're not even flinching. People are paying it and they're not saying that they got to talk to their spouse about it. People are paying it and they're not saying that they got to look into this next week. They got to, like, people are actually paying this. Like, is this what you're telling me? Like, wow, God, like, if you can do this for her, I know you can do something for me. If you can create a miracle like this for her, then I know you can create a financial miracle and bring something for me. So let me tell y'all, walking away from my coaching business in 2019 was one of the hardest things that I'd ever done. But at the time, it was so challenging because the businesses that God had told me to walk away from before had always been businesses that weren't really doing well at that point in time. Like when he told me to walk away from my public relations business, it hadn't been profitable. We were putting more out, more money out into the business than was coming in, right? So when you feel like something is not serving you, it's easy <laughs> to walk away. You know, it got easier to walk away from a job that was trying to pay me $32,000 a year because I'm like, well, dang, the only way is up from here. Like, you know, it's I can't go any lower, right? But when you're talking about walk away from a, a business that sometimes makes me more in a day than I make in a year <laughs> at my nine to five, this is where we getting kind of like, what you mean, God? Like, what's, are you sure type thing? But when I tell y'all, since walking away from my coaching business, and don't get me wrong, those first, that first year was very rough. It was very, ooh, like, Whew, like I cannot even put that into words. It was it was giving very much Job. I'm just going to say that. Like that was definitely my Job season. But when I tell y'all moving forward and God putting me into th this new business, there were days where I saw six figures in a day. I used to dream about doing six. When I first started my business, I would dream about doing six figures in a year. And then when I got knee deep into my business, I would dream about doing six figures in a month. My coaching business did very well, but I had never hit a six-figure month in my coaching business. It was when I walked away from what I thought was, was, was serving me so well, what I thought was helping me survive was when God really showed me, when you trust me, I will make sure that you do more than survive. So I'm here to tell you, you can show yourself some remorse as a survivor because I understand you might have went through financial trauma growing up the way that I did. But this is the way, this is the day that you repent for just wanting to be a survivor and just wanting to barely get by. And you go to God and you say, God, I am ready. I don't want to be a survivor anymore. I want to thrive. God, I don't want to just get by anymore. I want more than enough. God, I don't want to do this on my own anymore. I want to see your hand on my finances. I don't want to see what I can do. I want to see what you can do. When you step into that place, I'm telling y'all, it changes the whole perspective with what God can do for you financially. So we are not doing no survivor's remorse anymore. We are not surviving. We are thriving. We are not retaining control over our finances. We are letting God step in. We are completely delivered from financial trauma and we are not letting our past circumstances define 
who we are. Because see, the enemy wants to hang that eviction over your head. The enemy wants to hang the bad credit over your head. The enemy wants to hang the repossession over your head. He wants to hang the foreclosure over your head. He wants to hang the negative bank account balance over your head and make you think that that defines you. But we serve a restoring God. And one thing that I've learned about God that I love about God is that he will literally restore you like it never happened. We are literally living in a house that looks like living in a hotel never happened. <laughs> that looks like living in a small one bedroom apartment never happened. We're living in a house where the expenses are paid up so much that it looks like the, the month of being behind on our rent before at our townhouse in 2019, that it never happened. We are driving vehicles now that looks like a repossession never happened. We are doing things. We have funds in our bank account that looks like overdrafts never happened. I mean, it's, it's amazing how God will just make sure his children don't look like what they've been through. And that's the thing. We serve a father that specializes in making sure that we don't look like what we've been through. So I'm here to tell y'all from one recovering survivor to another, step out of that and get your deliverance, get free from that. Because when you have that mentality as a survivor, the enemy wants to invite all of his cousins in. Worry, anxiety, stress, frustration. Close the door and step into thriving because you've let the hand of God in on your finances. Thank y'all for joining me in another episode of Supernaturally Paid Podcast. And I will see y'all back for the next edition. Do not forget to make sure that you subscribe. I am so grateful that y'all have listened to another episode of the Supernaturally Paid Podcast. Now, y'all know I love when y'all leave me a five-star review and also share some of your feedback from the podcast episode. So make sure that you do that. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button and make sure that you share the Supernaturally Paid Podcast with a friend. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.